Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. This is a show where a couple dudes sit around and talk about football like you would at your local watering hole. I am your host, Dylan Lund, and with me as always is the senior scouting expert for the Soda Springs Fighting Wombats, Colton Sorensen. Hey, good to see you. How you doing? I'm making it happen, you know. Yeah. We, uh, we got more football stuff to talk about. Yeah, today we are going to... Well, first we got to talk about the Julio stuff, because of this, as of this recording, Julio has been traded. Our last episode, he was rumored to be traded and this week it finally happened yes it did and it he went to the team that everybody thought he was going to go to and i think he fits i mean it was my favorite destination for him like i didn't want him to go to the patriots he did go to the titans just so he did in case you didn't see but i'm sure you have um yeah he it was for a a second and a fourth and then they also sent a sixth. So with a sixth, him. a sixth in Julio for a second and a fourth. I can't imagine that other teams wouldn't have been able to pay more. I don't know how many teams were interested because I think the biggest thing that the Panther or not the Panthers, the Falcons wanted is they wanted his contract to go with him. Yeah. I so, mean, off the top of your head, do you know what he was getting paid? Uh, I think it was fifteen million this year, and then eleven million the next two years. And all of the I mean, dead cap was going with him this year. The next and there's two years, zero dead cap. The next two years, that's not bad. I don't even think this year is that bad, no. considering the player that he is. I mean, so, well, Diggs got a one, and his contract was 14-ish, right? Yeah, I Somewhere think so. Somewhere around there? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I don't know that one off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, for one of the best receivers ever, like, that's... That's not a bad contract. He will be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Like, 100%. So, I mean, let's talk about how, how this is going to impact the Titans. We'll get to how it's going to impact the Falcons later on in the show when we run down the rest of the NFC South. But uh, how, how do you think he fits into Tennessee? Let me pull up the depth chart here real quick. But, I mean, obviously he fits in really well. It's Julio Jones going into an offense like... That's a pretty solid fit almost anywhere. Right. But he also slots in next to A.J. Brown, who's a guy that does a lot of the same things. I love A.J. Brown. Um, A.J. Brown is almost like a a mini, more physical Julio Jones. Kind of. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like a young Julio, where Julio was more of just the nine guy he did. Yeah. He did a lot of the deep routes and stuff, and that's that's what A.J. Brown does really well. And I think with this offense, you have Tannehill, who's got a fairly big arm. You have Derrick Henry, who's going to get the attention of the linebackers. And you have Julio Jones, who's really good at running in routes. So, I mean, there's going to be some space back that's, there for him to catch it. That's going to be an offense. That's Their defense won't stop anybody, um, but that's going to be a good offense. Yeah, their defense is definitely not good still. But the the offense should be about as balanced as you can ask for. Like, basically, the defense would have to play average, and they should be a very good team. I would say they'll average about around the 30 points per game mark. Yeah, which is pretty high for, like, a full season. That's very good. And then your defense is probably going to average around the – 30 points per game let up 25 to 30 ish so i mean yeah you're gonna have to keep up and they'll probably be in a lot of really good games yeah a lot of close games and a lot of games where they're leading they're gonna stay leading because they have derrick henry yeah to run out the clock and now they have a better chance of catching up if they're not leading right i i still don't think it matches up with like the chiefs or the buccaneers with how talented their rosters are with having defense and the Chiefs having Pat Mahomes, sorry Patrick Mahomes, so I do I do think they're still a little out, outgunned in that sense, but it's closer. Do you think with the addition of Julio, they have like they are kind of the the front runners to win that division now? 
Uh, I would have to assume so. I mean, I mean, they their competition at this point is the, the Colts. Yeah, I and I think you don't know what you have from Carson Wentz yet necessarily. So, because I I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what we had their records at, but I think I can go back and look at mine. Yeah, it was it was either they had or we had them. I think we were split on who was going to win. <clears throat> I had division. the I had the Titans at twelve and five, and the Colts at eleven and six. Okay. So, I I I feel like the Colts are going to be good, but not up to par with the Titans. Yeah. The Colts do have a strong defense, so if Carson Wentz is good, I think they have a better balanced team. Probably be able to go deeper. But the weapons on offense in Tennessee are just that's a it's it's a good offense that's gonna be fun so so yeah now uh I mean let's talk about how it's gonna affect the falcons let's uh let's go into what the Falcons did so the Falcons this year had a big draft class they drafted nine players and i I don't see a replacement. At wide receiver for Julio, except I mean, maybe Kyle be, Pitts. Right, could it be Kyle Pitts? So they did get Kyle Pitts in the first round with the fourth pick, and the, he's a matchup nightmare. He plays like a big-bodied wide receiver, and he plays a lot like Mike Evans. Like That's the comp that I kind of want to start getting out there and having people think about is he kind of plays like Mike Evans, but also plays on the line of scrimmage as a tight end. So, I mean, do you think he would be, you know, a little more effective just being like an outside wide receiver? Not necessarily. I think the versatility is really what helps him is he can play both on the line and split out. I think in the end zone, you're going to see more touchdowns coming from the outside because you have that jump ball guy now. But I... I don't know. I think the versatility and the amount of value that he has as an inside guy is way more than just being a split out guy. And you also have Kelvin Ridley, who is fairly good split out. So, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, Kelvin Ridley by himself is he's he's a number one. Yep. Like he he was a number one in the shadow of Julio Jones. So he is going to be one hell of a fantasy pickup this year. Like one hell of a fantasy. Yeah, he's pick. probably gonna get drafted pretty high. Yeah, I would be. I would say second round in the fantasy drafts. If you're not taking him there, he's not gonna be there after that. So, just keep your eye on that one. They did sign a safety to try to help out this defense, who uh, utterly terrible. Yeah, it wasn't great. Do you do you have the numbers on them? Uh, they were the uh, 29th ranked defense in the league last year. E. Well, I mean, they, they drafted Richie Grant. He's a safety. They did get rid of uh, Keanu Neal this year. Uh, he left in free agency and went somewhere. I don't actually know. I think he's playing linebacker somewhere now. That's what I heard. But Richie Grant is not Keanu Neal. He is an undersized guy. He's pretty good at doing a lot of things and not great at doing anything. But... I don't know. He should be a guy that you can start on the team at least this year and feel comfortable with it. In the third round, they drafted Jalen Mayfield, a tackle. Uh, He's big, strong, uh, good power run guy, really raw in the pass protection. So they're going to need to work on that if they're going to expect him to be a starting guy anytime soon. In the fourth round, they get another defensive player, uh, Darren Hall, a cornerback. He's really good tackler. He sticks well in man coverage, and he has really good ball skills. Um, he just needs to really get his head around quicker when he's in coverage. He kind of he face guards a lot, and that's going to give him a lot of penalties at the next level. Was is face guarding in college legal? I think to a point, like kind of, like there's yeah. a gray. It's kind of a gray area. I think they call it a lot less than in the pros, but they do still call it. Like they'll call more pass interferences and stuff. But at the pro level, like if you're not looking where the ball is, you're almost always going to yeah, get called you're, for Yeah, you're going to get called for that a lot. So that, that's something he's going to need to really figure out. 
Um, also in the fourth round, fourth round, they got Drew Dahlman. He's a center. He's not strong or big, but he he plays sound football, and he is an effort player. Like, watching him play, he just kind of he works hard. He's not really good at anything, but hey, he works hard. So, I mean, if you can get him in the weight room and bulk him up a little bit, that might help. Um, in the fifth round, they got defensive tackle take Taquan Graham. Um, I think he'll be like a 3-4 defensive end size. Um, he just he just works harder than anybody else. Like, when I was watching tape on him, he just simply outworked the guy he was block, or that was blocking him, and that's how he got his production. He kind of reminds me of Everson Griffin back in the day where he was the last guy running at the quarterback even when he was throwing. Like, just the guy that has the motor, kind of like a Jared Allen. Okay. Remember how Jared Allen would get his sacks after three seconds? Yeah, he would just kind of use effort to get around the dude that couldn't block him for more than, like, five seconds. Yep, that's Taquan Graham, except he doesn't have any elite traits like Jared Allen did. So, um, in the fifth round, they also got a defensive end. Here's a name. Adedekumpo Ogundeji. I apologize if I messed that up, but I probably did. Uh, he's a long athlete. Uh, he also plays with good effort. So I think I see, like, a. they kind of went with a, a brand of guy. They're going to take the high effort guys, the, the guys that just work harder. And he shows a really good bull rush sometimes like he'll stick his arms out and he'll just walk the guy right back into the quarterback looks really good not often does he do that but when he did it looked really good in the fifth round they also got with the very next pick avery williams who's a corner he's very undersized very athletic I don't know if he'll play corner. I think they might have just drafted a returner here. That's kind of all he does. So, in the sixth round, they finally got the only wide receiver that they drafted, and it's Frank Darby. He's uh, six foot, 200 pounds or so. And, uh, I don't know, I don't think he's necessarily a replacement for Julio, but he kind of plays the same the same role. He's really good off press release. Um, he does have some drop trouble, which bugs me a little bit. He plays bigger than he is. Uh, he's fast, and he tracks the ball really well downfield. But, yeah, I mean, like, nobody can really replace Julio, so. Yeah, that's a good point, like. I, he was also on the team during the draft, so I don't know if they were really thinking about replacing Julio. But they had to kind of... I can't imagine he just kind of jumped on them after the draft and said, hey, I want to trade. So maybe the Kyle Pitts pick was also like thinking about... Yeah, that's that's fair. I didn't think about it that after way. Julio. Also, everybody's going to say, well, why didn't they draft a quarterback? They... They had to restructure Matt Ryan. Like, all of his money, they had to restructure it so that they could fit under the cap. And they can't get rid of him now. He's, like, stuck there for two or three years. So, But there's nothing wrong with Matt Ryan. No, there's not. And Like, he was still, you I, know... I get it. They're probably team... top, at least top ten, if not, like, top eight-ish. Yeah, I, like... I understand that their team is bad. And that they don't need Matt Ryan, especially at his age. But also, are you going to throw in a bad quarterback onto this roster and expect it to get better? Right. Or, like, nobody can really take on the contract. Yeah. Or nobody's going to want to. Yeah, at this point, everybody, you had to trade him way before the draft. Right. Or, I mean, everybody already had their quarterback by after the draft. Right. And they're just going to roll with it, so... They're just kind of stuck with him, and I don't think that's the worst thing. Like, Matt Ryan is still a really good player. Like, yeah, I he's, hope... He's still going to throw for almost 4,000 yards. He's probably going to throw for 30 touchdowns. I mean, yeah, Julio's gone, but you replaced him with a, a tight end that does almost the same thing. And it's not like their wide receiver core is completely torn apart. 
They still have Calvin Ridley, who's really good. Russell Gage is still pretty good. Russell Gage showed a lot last year. Yeah, especially when Julio was out because he was injured for like six games last year. Yeah, and they have Tajay Sharp, who's now reunited with... um, uh, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith, there you go. Their new head coach. Yep. I love that signing. I think it's great. Um, They have Olamide Zacchaeus, who... Honestly, I didn't know who that was last year. He showed out, though. Yeah, he he played really well in spots. So It just kind of seems like the Falcons can... I mean, they can get wide receivers and they can turn them into effective football players. Another guy who might go under the radar a little bit is they also signed Cordero Patterson. And he can be an interesting wrench to throw in there. Yeah. Uh, they do have him listed at running back right now, which is interesting. Was like, he so was he running back for the Bears? Kind, was he at running kinda? back for the Bears? I think he took more snaps in the run game than the pass game. Yeah. So I Because I, I know when he was also on the Patriots, they finally got a running game because they put him in the backfield. And yes. he's just an athlete. And they ran him from the wide receiver position. You just you use him as a distraction and that can help your team a whole bunch but at the same time i think like i hope they don't fall into the exact same trap that every single other team who has had cordero patterson which is he is such a good athlete and he's so good with the ball in his hands that they try to make their offense and have him be a big part in their offense because of that and it just turns into like he's He's not great as a wide receiver, and he's not great as a running back. He's just... I think what you got to do I don't is know. have him lined up 30 yards behind Tannehill. Have Tannehill's... Tannehill. Or Matt Ryan, sorry. We are talking about the Titans there, getting a little confused. Have him line up 30 yards behind Matt Ryan. Have Matt Ryan snap the ball, throw it up in the air back to him. Like a power return. Yeah, and have him return it. There you go. <laughs> He'll score a touchdown... Every now and again. So, I mean, that's something. They also have Mike Davis as a running back. He was very impressive last year coming in for... Um, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. There you go. Having a bad name day. We're getting on it, though. So, I, I do like that. He is more consistent, in my opinion, than uh, Todd Gurley was last year. Man, I'm really struggling with names today. Well, just kind of in general, the Falcons' running game was very poor. Yeah. And their we, line didn't get any better. No, but I don't think their line was terrible. They had some injuries last year, I think, that caused some trouble. Um, you got a couple aging guys on the team, like Jake Matthews specifically, who's getting up there in age. And I, I do think they were... They fell into the trap of being a passing team that tried to run out of passing sets. Yeah. And I think Arthur Smith will fix it and pass out of running sets now, which is going to fit their team a lot better, I think. If he brings in the same kind of offense that he had in Tennessee, I think that would probably work very well. And that, I think at this point in his career, I think that suits Matt Ryan very well. Yeah. And you have two tight ends who are really good at catching the ball, so you really only... Like, you run two tight end sets. You only need two wide receivers at a time. So yep. you have Calvin Ridley all the time, and then you Probably mix Russell it up Gage. with Russell Gage, Tajay Sharp. Um, you can get some of the young guys involved, but you have Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst, who should be They're on the field. First, both first-round tight ends. Yeah, they should be on the field almost at all times. So this and offense should be good. There's no reason why this offense shouldn't be good. Even with losing Julio. I think Julio was almost like a luxury guy. Right. Like, they did pay him a lot last year for not a lot because he wasn't there. Yeah, he only played nine games last year. So, I don't know. Are you really missing that much? I mean, yes, from, but... From last year, no. Right. I don't know. This is a team that is very odd. Yeah, because their defense has some names on it. Like, you look at Grady Jarrett, who's really good. Um, Dante Fowler Jr., who has been good at times, but not often. 
Deion Jones has always been a weird player to me. He's always been kind of hyped up as like a really good player, and he's shown flashes of being a really good player, but he's also not very consistent. He's good when you use him right. He is a safety playing linebacker because he's like 220 pounds, and they they just didn't have the the offensive or the defensive line in front of him to really help him out with that. I think they they kind of helped him out now with Michael Walker and Foyasade Olakun, something like that. That's uh, accurate. I think they will be on the field more this year. They kind of tried to play a lot of like nickel and dime packages last year, and Deion Jones was hurt too often that he just wasn't able to really help out as much as he could. And I think that'll help the the cornerbacks and the safeties this year just kind of be in base package more often. I think that's kind of like a Arthur Smith thing. He doesn't really go for the crazy stuff. You're going to see a lot more base, I think, on offense and on defense, and that will that will help this team kind of just get back to the basics a little bit, I think. That's my hope, at least. Yeah. I mean, I think the Falcons are kind of interesting just because – I don't know. I like teams that get, you know, they switch head coaches, they make big changes to their teams and stuff like that. Like I I don't know. I'll I'll be curious to see how everything kind of ties together and how they want to play it. Yeah, I would say don't expect too much, but expect it to I don't know, maybe expect it to be similar to the Panthers last year where they just kind of took a step in the right direction. Right. It didn't get a whole lot better but you can see that it's moving in the right way. Like, I, I feel like they'll probably be similar to what they were in 2020. Maybe a little better. Maybe finish a few more games. I hope so. I I like Arthur Smith, so I, I want to see him be successful. And I really like their kicker. We're going to talk about another kicker. <laughs> uh, Youngway Koo. He, he's really actually, good he's at really good. kicks. He's really good at onside kicks. He's actually just a really good kicker in general. Yeah. Second greatest kicker of all time behind Rodrigo Blankenship. You are trying way too hard at this point. So, next, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. The team that's fairly similar to the Falcons, in my opinion. Um, in the draft, the Panthers got J.C. Horn, cornerback in the first round. Big, long, fast. He's a top three corner in the class. Super high upside. They also got, uh, in the second round, Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, He's a height, weight, speed guy, but I think he has a little more upside than some of the other guys. In the third round, they got tackle Brady Christensen. Uh, He's athletic. He wins with quick feet. And he, he may have some strength concerns playing in the NFL, but... I don't know if that's really the biggest deal as long as you get him into the, the weight room and say, hey, buckle down. A lot of guys will can fix that. Um, also in the third round, they got tight end Tommy Trimble. He's kind of a do-it-all guy. He shows a lot of upside, but he really never got the chance to show it. He could be similar to like your George Kittle where once he gets the opportunities, he could be a lot better than what he showed in college, but I don't think to that level, so don't get your hopes up. Uh, In the fourth round, they got Chuba Hubbard. Great name, by the way. Great name. Love that name. Uh, He's a running back. Uh, He is a big play waiting to happen, like super fast, really good vision. He just, once he gets hit, it's over. He... He can break them all day long as long as he doesn't get touched. And that may uh, that may be a problem down the road. Because in the NFL, it's, it's rare that you're untouched. So in the fifth round, they got defensive tackle Davion, Davion or Davion Nixon. I've heard Davion. Okay, we'll go Davion. I think he shows a lot of first-round upside, but he's just really inconsistent with this play. I know Dylan, you liked this guy a while ago. Yeah, he I didn't so 
I didn't watch a whole lot of film on anything but like wide receivers and quarterbacks because I don't know how to watch film on a lot of the other positions. But he was one that I kind of looked at, and I I thought he looked pretty good. Like he had some pretty explosive plays. I mean, mostly what I saw was, I guess to be honest, mostly what I saw was highlight films, but his highlights are pretty damn good. Yeah, he he's very athletic. I think he shows that that physical dominance that really makes a defensive tackle look really good when you're watching film. And I did see a lot of, you know, a lot of the more like expert kind of people they were saying, or they were talking about him as maybe like a second or a third rounder. So getting him in the fifth, you know, if their evaluations are, you know, good, I guess, then, you know, that's pretty good value there. Yeah. I, if you can get him to play consistent, he's going to be worth a lot more than the fifth-round pick that you spent on him. And I think in also in the fifth round, they got cornerback Keith Taylor. I did not know anything about this guy. I put in some film, and I watched him. First, I'll break him down a little bit. He's a willing tackler, but he's not good at it at all. <laughs> he whiffs all the time, but man, does he try. Uh, he shows proficiency in almost every coverage. Like, he played man and he was good at it. He played zone, he was good at it. He played uh, coverage where you turn around, you open up, you sprint to your spot on the field, turn around, and you find a guy. It's like a combo between man and zone. He is really good at all the coverages, and he stuck to guys. Like, watching film, there was never any separation. He wasn't handsy. He didn't get on guys. I, I honestly think he has a chance to be a very good NFL player. I am uh, might put it in the bold predictions that I think he might be a standout this year Okay, as a defensive player. And I had no idea who he was coming into this process. Who so. did he even play for? He played for Washington, so not really known for defense, but also yeah. they've really been like DBU for a while. Like really? They, they sent us Elijah Molden this year, who's really good. They sent... Um, was it Byron Murphy? Yeah. And Byron Jones, I think, both went there. And, like, they, they've they sent really good players to the NFL, and I think he might be the next one in that line of guys that come here. So here's a fun pick. In the sixth round, they got Deontay Brown. Uh, he's a mountain of a man. Let me look up the numbers on him. He is six foot three, three 344 pounds, and, man, does he look it. What does he play? Oh, he's a guard. Okay. That's the Alabama guard. Oh, that, oh, that, that one. Yeah. The absolute mammoth of a human. Yeah, he's a bulldozer in the run game. He's an okay pass protector, but as you can imagine, at he that don't move size, very well. he can get beat with some speed. <laughs> that's, uh, that's something that if you use a little speed on him, he doesn't really have a counter to that. In the sixth round, they also got wide receiver Shy Smith. He's not necessarily an elite route runner. I've heard people talk about him like that, like he's really good in and out of routes. I didn't really see that. When I watched him, I just saw that he found space. He reminds me a lot of um, Devontae Smith where he's just open every play. And he's kind of one of those like kind of small, fast guys, right? Yeah, he he's going to be a slot guy, I think, in the NFL. He's 5'10", 186. Um, the frame, though is really good like he looks good at 186 so i don't know if size is as much of a concern with him as some other guys he's very good with the ball in his hands and i think he's got some good upside um in the sixth round they got thomas fletcher long snapper from alabama nice i don't i don't know if he's good or not i don't know how to grade long snappers but I mean, if if you were drafted as a long snapper, you're probably good. I, I hope in the sixth round, nonetheless. Yeah, like, not even the, not even a seventh rounder. Yeah, so hopefully he's good. He's an Alabama boy. Roll Tide. Uh, in the seventh round, they got defensive tackle Phil Hoskins. He's big and long. He's got good explosion off the line. I just don't think there's much else going on. But, I mean, seventh-round defensive tackle, you get what you get. So, yeah, that that was their draft. They had 
plenty of picks. I think that's, what, 11 picks or something? They're a team that needs to get better, and they took a whole bunch of shots to try to get better. So I mean, they did the same thing last year, too. Like, specifically their defense, because last year, you know, famously they uh, they took a draft class of all defensive players. So they got a young defense. Um, they're, they did get rid of – well, back to the defense. They, they have a young and actually pretty talented defense. I think they have a lot of upside. I'm yeah. going to name some guys that I think are almost purely upside at this point. Brian Burns, athletic freak at defensive end. Derek Brown, played really well last year. I can't imagine he's going to get any worse. Uh, Davion Nixon, another guy who just, he breathes upside. Like, that's what he is. Hassan Reddick, who's shown really good stretches at defensive end. and Well, so they got to use him right, because that was the problem in Arizona, is they just didn't know how to play him. Yeah, but, I mean, they, there's a chance there. Um, Shaq Thompson's really good. You got Denzel Perriman, who's not bad. Um Jeremy Chin, that's a dude with some upside. Could have been defensive rookie of the year, of the year last year. Probably probably should have been. Uh, you got J.C. Horn at corner. Um, Keith Taylor at corner. Dante Jackson's not bad. A.J. Boye, if he's healthy and good, like that's a good teacher back there. This defense is moving in the right direction. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out, there's a possibility this year of a touchdown pass and the announcers having to say the line, Sam Darnold throws a touchdown to Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. I'm sorry, that's very difficult for me to say. But Sam Darnold to tight end Dan Arnold. That's great. So, yeah, they did. Um, they moved on from Teddy Bridgewater. They traded him to the Denver Broncos. Yep. And they traded for quarter, former quarterback of the New York Jets, Sam Darnold, who I have gone on record saying that will have a better season than Carson Wentz. I think they have P.J. Walker, who's a fine <laughs> backup. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Sam Darnold. No, you hate him. I don't hate him. I just want to point out that, hey, we always talk about guys getting better. Like Josh Allen, he he got better. That's why you believe in him. In year three. Right. Sam Darnold is also the same year. He also had and he was Adam way, Gase. He was better in college. He hasn't changed. He is the same human being that... Maybe, walked on okay, the field maybe at he USC. Had shitty, maybe he had shitty coaching in college, yep. and then he went to the NFL and had shitty coaching here, so he never had any kind of good coaching ever. Are we going to still make excuses when he's 30 years old and still doing the same shit? You know what? We'll see. This, <laughs> this is the hill that I'm dying on, and I'm not getting off of it. This is how it is. All right. Well, I'm, I'm on the other side of the hill. To, to be fair, this is the best team that he has ever played for. Yep. Like, with the skill positions that they have, this is the best team. The only exception is they have Pat Elfline at left guard, and that is a fucking liability. Yeah, but they, they also had... He was played on the Jets, so he's used to just having free runners coming and hitting him in the chest. Right, but he played like shit with the Jets because of that. Yeah. So, uh, another you know shit what? here. I, Let's I'm go. A, I'm a big fan of uh, putting Deontay Brown, the big boy from Alabama, in for Pat Elfline because Pat Elfline is not good. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Other than that, their line was fine. Uh, they, yeah. I think it was a franchise tag of Taylor Moton, who is better than a lot of people think. How do you say his name? Is it Moton or Moton? I heard Moton. Okay, well, Moton sounds good. That's a cool name, Moton. like that. Kind of like Futon. That's nice. Okay. But yeah, their their line was fine. I mean, I, it's it, okay. young enough if, and good enough that it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. I will give Sam Darnold two years. Okay? That's For, fair. First year to kind of get acclimated with everything. Sure. I'll give him two years. You can have all the time you need. <laughs> and if he's not at least good, I will submit 
my position, and I will say that he is not good. Fair enough. You you will hear, you will be saying that he is not good very soon. Then so. Um, I think their their wide receiving core is good. They got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. They got David Moore now, the third the guy Seahawks from guy. the Seahawks who always played really well when he came in. They got Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith. Um, that's about it. I mean, their their tight end room is a little, a little weak, but I. Yeah, I don't think they're going to use tight ends a whole lot with the kind of playmakers that they have elsewhere. I don't think they need to. You yeah. can kind of supplement a tight end with like Christian McCaffrey, uh, Chuba Hubbard, also Rodney Smith. Hey, Skyuma, go Gophers. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Skyuma, row the boat, go Gophers. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, they're they're not going to be great this year, but also. They're another team. They're they're going in the right direction as long as Sam Darnold is not dog water. Yeah, they're just they're moving the right way. Even if he is terrible, at least the rest of the roster is moving in the right direction. Yeah, and they're young enough to where they could, if they need to, draft a quarterback next year or the year after that, and still, you know, kind of get a window of, you know, try to be competitive. And you really want them to say Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. Yes, I do. Like, that is the only touchdown for Sam Darnold I will be cheering for. Because that, that is just incredible. I I can imagine that it is going to go about as well as me trying to say it here. Yeah. And I, I, I practiced I ahead annou- of time. <laughs> I want the announcers to call it and fumble it because <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. That's It's just hilarious. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, next, we'll move on to the New Orleans Saints. The Drew Brees-less New Orleans Saints. First time in a long time. Yeah, but they got Ian Book. Cool. So in the first round, I would just like to say ahead of time, I'm very conflicted on this draft class because I think a lot of the picks were not good picks, except one of the picks that was a really good pick. But in the first round, they got Peyton Turner, a defensive end, He's got prototypical size. He's good bend around the edge. Fairly high ceiling. He has not shown a damn thing. I I did not care for his tape whatsoever. Like he's got the tools to work with. I've seen. I I remember seeing a lot of guys saying that they were really high on Peyton Turner. Because he's got the tools to work with, and everybody's all about them tools. I don't know. I. First round pick though, I I didn't see it. That was a little odd for me. I mean, but. that's late first. It's basically a second. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst pick in the world. We're getting to that <laughs> soon. Uh, in the second round, here it is, by the way. Uh, they got Pete Warner, linebacker. He's a very instinctual linebacker. Plays the run really well. Um, he was absolutely annihilated in the Senior Bowl. He did not stop a single person from making a catch. Literally. Like, the numbers were 100% catch rate against him in the Senior Bowl. That's not good. Yeah, he doesn't cover. Why are you spending a second-round pick on a linebacker who can't cover? Like, I get it. The, he's he's very smart, and he, he knows how to lead a defense. But, like, we're a passing league now. You can't use a second-round pick on a linebacker that can't cover. Can Demario Davis and Zach Bond cover? Yeah, well, Zach Bond, not so much, but DeMario Davis is really good in coverage. But you can't just have one guy that's good at coverage. Like, Well, okay, so ju- how about how about you just rush six all the time? Sure. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, probably not well, but we'll probably see how not. that goes. Um, in the third, third round, they, this is the good pick, by the way. They got Paulson Adebo. He's a corner. He's good in press. He's better in zone than he is in man. Um, he's really good when a, like a wide receiver makes a break in or out. He's always on top of the ball. This is my steal of the draft. He he was my number one cornerback in the class last year, and I I hold true to that now. Like he didn't play last year because Stanford didn't play football because of COVID. But that he is good. 
a very good cornerback, and I didn't hear nearly enough people talking about him. So I've heard it pronounced Adebo. It's Adebo, but I've been wrong before, so what do I know? In the fourth round, they got Dylan's favorite quarterback of all time, Ian Book. Oh, he's not good. I, I no, I, I would say my favorite is Sam Ellinger. I would take Ian Book over Sam Ellinger. Oh, okay. I just just wrote, barely. I just wrote he's a smarter Johnny Manziel. He doesn't have it. He's not anything like Johnny Manziel. What do you mean? He just runs around. I guess runs around and bad at football, I guess. Yeah, it's smarter Johnny Manziel. As you can tell, I'm not a huge fan of him either. But uh, in the sixth round, they got tackle Landon Young. Uh, he's really he's quick enough to get in the way in pass protection. Not not strong enough to play in the NFL, in my opinion. But like I said, you can fix strength. He he definitely has good footwork, and like I said, he's really good at just getting in the way. So that's something. In the seventh round, they got wide receiver Kawan Baker. I didn't know much about this guy, so I had to kind of look it up. He plays for South Alabama. Uh, he's got good size, good speed. He tracks the ball well, and he has really good body control. I just don't know if the level of competition really adds up to all the things I'm seeing on tape. So I I can't say for sure what I feel about him because I really didn't have enough quality film with him getting covered by good people to really tell. So, yeah, that was their draft class. It's definitely not the best I've ever seen, and it's also not the worst. So, so the Saints are going to be bad this year. Pro- They're going to be bad. Like so, you, know, you know those years, even when they still had Drew Brees, they still had Sean Payton, they still had all that stuff, and they went 7-9? and nine. Yeah. That's my, I think, either that or worse. I, I don't know. I I believe in Jameis. Only because he's fun and I want to. I want to believe in Jameis. Mm-hmm. Also, Taysom Hill runs. They got... I hey. don't... Okay. I'm going to go... Like, small rant here. Why... What does Sean Payton see in Taysom Hill as their quarterback? Like, what do they see? They're spending so much fucking money... To have this guy that comes in for about six plays every game to just run QB power. Like, why? Because he's just a good football player. Okay, I understand that. But you're paying him like a backup quarterback. You're paying him almost like a starting quarterback. And last year, when he had the starting job, he was bad. He's a good football player. He's a football player. He's not a fucking quarterback. There you go. What's the best way to get a football player on the field? Have him catch the snap. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing we did in high school. You just put your best player at quarterback because then they have the ball the most. This is the NFL. Like, money (laughs) matters. Like, the Saints, they were the team that were like $150 million over the cap, and they're still paying this guy all of that money. Why? Because he's a good football player. I don't care. <laughs> That's literally the only argument that there is. Is he? He's good at football, which you can't argue. Sure. He does so many things fair, like he, competently. He plays, he plays all the positions. He yep. does all the things. Yep. Sure. I would love to have him on my team. I would not love to have him as a quarterback on my team. Right. Or at least being paid like a quarterback. Right. But on the... Good note, they got Alvin Kamara. Very good running back. Sure, he's a good wide receiver. Latavius Murray, who... He's solid. a good change no, of pace yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a solid, solid player. I, I actually really like him. They have Michael Thomas, who... Top five. I mean, I... Yeah? I can't stand him, but... He didn't play at all last year. No, I drafted him in the first round of fantasy. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. I remember that. <clears throat> Uh, they have Traquan Smith, who I actually really like. I think he's he's a solid wide receiver. Um, they have Marquez Callaway. I have never heard of him. 
I have also never heard of him. They this do have the... Lil Jordan Humphrey, though. Lil Jordan. That's what I said. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil Jordan. Uh, Deontay Harris, one of the best kicker turners in the game. He's just good with the ball in his hands. They got a dude named Jake Lampman. So, can we just... I mean, I'm just going to make this... Uh, their, their wide receiver room is not very good. They got Michael Thomas. They got Michael Thomas, and that's it. Traquan Smith, who's a good... Traquan Smith is okay. ...ish guy. Um, I don't know. It, their tight end room, I like Adam Troutman. I think he's fine. That was last year's draft? Yep. He's a high upside guy. Their offensive line... Uh best in the league possibly probably so that, i mean they'll be that there helps f- they'll be there for like one or two more years because they can't pay anybody yeah <laughs> that, but that that helps uh on defense they have cam jordan who still a really good football player uh marcus davenport who's turned out actually fairly okay uh david anyamata at defensive tackle people listen david anyamata is good I know most people don't even know his name, have never seen or heard of him before. He is a very good football player. Take the time and go out and watch him. Demario Davis, also a very good football player at linebacker. They have Pete Warner. Uh, Zach Bond, he's a good rusher off the edge, and I think he's kind of grown into being a better coverage guy at linebacker. Also, like kind of a linebacker, kind of other stuff as uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who likes to fight people. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, he's really good at pissing he, people off. He was the one that, I think he punched Anthony Miller in the face when he still had his helmet on? No, Anthony Miller punched him in the face because he's really good at pissing other people off. Like, that is his calling card, is he pisses people off so bad. I thought he was the one that punched the dude. No, I don't think so. I remember it the other way. Um, Malcolm Jenkins is fine. He's old. He He's plays a... every snap of his entire career, which is actually very impressive. Not the best player, in my opinion. Not anymore. Uh, Marcus Williams came back. Very good safety. After the the Olay of the, the, the Vikings and the Stefan Diggs and the Minneapolis Miracle, hey, he... He picked his head up, and he did the right thing and played football again. So props to him. They got Paulson Adebo, I guess, is what we're going by. And Marshawn Lattimore, who I think he took a step back last year. People aren't really looking at him the same way, but he's still a solid, very good cornerback. So the defense should be fine. Yeah. The offense is just going to be, what are you doing? You you got to find out what's happening first before well, we can really tell. First, Sean Payton has got to see if he can he can stomach having Jameis Winston as his starter and leaving his. Oh man, I swear Taysom Hill is Sean Payton's child. Like, yep. You know his golden boy, his favorite player ever. I don't yeah. know. I, they're a weird team. If you couldn't tell, I don't really care for the Saints. Well, I think it should be said, we are Vikings fans. But I personally am not like a butthurt Vikings fan like some other people. Dylan kind of is. I wouldn't say I'm butthurt, but fuck the Saints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about the Eagles? Ah, uh, fuck the Eagles. Yeah, see, that, that's what we're working with over here, so... I mean, we try to be as unbiased as possible, but sometimes it just so doesn't work. So I can be realistic and still have my my fan my fanness come out and be like, "Well, fuck them," but also, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I love how we're doing an NFC South <laughs> podcast right now, and you're wearing a Vikings shirt. I am it currently. Just, it just uh, just happened that way. But yeah, I I don't know. I I'm not I don't think the Saints are going to be good and I don't think that's any No, I I honestly think they're going to be pretty bad. It's not a shocker. I don't think they're going to be that bad. I think they'll be worse than you think. Okay, we'll see. Jameis, I mean we'll see what happens with post LASIK Jameis. 
Well, if he can that, see, he that can throw is, it. That is the one thing I am interested about in the Saints is, is Jameis Winston actually really good and he just couldn't see anything? Well, is he going to be able to lead a huddle better now that he can see the reactions to what he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe he'll read the room a little better and also be a better leader. I don't know. Just I, I don't think they're going to be eating many Ws. I, I don't. We'll see. All right, moving on to the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Still. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not a fan of Tom Brady just because he's won everything under the sun. It's just gotten old. Yeah. I mean, I respect what he's done and everything, but hey, dude, you're 69 years old. It's time to be done with football. Like, you have nothing else to prove. Yeah. But in the draft, they they do have some young players coming in. In the draft, they got Joe Tryon in the first round. He's good athletically. I also didn't see the hype on him. He was a defensive end, right? Uh, Outside linebacker, defensive end, edge-ish guy. I, uh, I heard the hype on him a long time ago, and I watched film... I did not care for it. He was one of the first guys in this draft class that I just sat down and I said, hey, I'm not going to see what everybody else is seeing here. I I don't know. I didn't care for him. Some people like his athleticism and his drive. I, I, don't, I don't think it was that, that there. So in the second round, they got uh, quarterback Kyle Trask. He's a statue in the pocket. He, he is... Tom Brady, but not not old. Not Tom Brady. Well, he's Tom Brady, but not old. Like he he is immobile, but smart. He's got fairly good accuracy, and he's got a limited ceiling, which is literally everything you could say about Tom Brady. Is he? It's a statue in the pocket. He's smart. He's got good accuracy. I also think Tom Brady has a limited ceiling. It's just Tom Brady's brain makes it okay. I think the only way that Kyle Trask becomes a starter is if Tom Brady can mold him into Tom Brady 2.0. Which will not happen. I will go on record in saying Kyle Trask will not be an above-average quarterback ever in the NFL. He threw like 41 touchdowns in college last year. Good for him. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was great. Good for him. In the third round, they got tackle Robert Hainsey. I couldn't read my own handwriting there. That was fantastic. Um, he can play anywhere on the line. Uh, he really gets after it. He's an, another one of got one another one of those guys who is. It's just really fun to watch him play offensive line because he's just aggressive. Um, one of the most impressive stats I've seen in a long time, he played 863 snaps this year, zero penalties. Really? Yeah, that's very impressive. Like, you don't see a lot of college guys go that long without a penalty because you're a college guy. You just make mistakes, but he did not. Uh, in the fourth round, they got wide receiver Jalen Darden. He's undersized, but he's has all of the speed and production that you could ever ask for. Uh, He did play for North Texas, though. So also uh, kind of like that uh, didn't play really against anybody, so it's kind of hard to tell what his skills will actually uh, come out like. Uh, In the fifth round, they got linebacker K.J. Britt. He is a downhill monster. Um his energy is fantastic to watch. He's not great in coverage, but he he plays like a missile. Like this is a guy you bring in on first down and go just tell him not to let them run. And he will do that. And he will do that by blowing up a guard in the hole and pushing the guard backwards even though he's smaller. Fun to watch. Uh, in the 7th round, they got corner Chris Wilcox. He's big, fast, uh, good against the run. He's just not very good in uh, 
in coverage yet. Like, he shows flashes of being pretty good, but he played at BYU, so not against real great people, and he just didn't stay with guys as good as you'd want him to. So he's a corner that doesn't cover. Kind of. Yeah. That seems counterproductive. Well, I didn't say he couldn't cover. I just said he wasn't real good at it yet. And then also in the seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant in this draft class. Let's give him a round of applause. Congrats on getting drafted. Uh, Grant Stewart, he's undersized. He's a very patient run defender. Like, he kind of stands back in the defensive backfield. and just He's kinda, a linebacker? Yeah, he's a linebacker. Sorry okay. about that. He just kind of waits for guys to come to him, which bugs me and is also really good at the same time because he doesn't let people get behind him. Uh, he shows some pretty good speed when they ask him to, like, rush up the middle. Uh, played mostly zone coverage. And he's got a lion's mane for hair. Like... So a I, fantastic head of hair. You showed me a picture, and basically, if you know what Eric Kendricks looks like when he had his hair hanging out, hanging out his helmet all poofy and stuff, it's like that, but longer. It is. He is a red-haired Troy Polamalu running around the field. <laughs> I didn't think it was that long. I don't know. It was. It's fantastic hair, though. Oh like, yeah, it's great. I gotta give him credit for that. So now that we're coming up to about the hour mark in the podcast. I think it's time to get to our predictions here. What are we going to talk about? We'll talk about the Bucks. We haven't talked about them. What do you mean? Okay, let's let's talk about them. They got Tom Brady. <laughs> they brought back all 22 starters on offense and defense. They'll be the same damn team that they were last year. That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to I was going to just read through all the guys and go, well, they're all the same. It, it, I, I don't know. That. They they're, should be a contender again. Their line is very good, which is important for Tom Brady. I'm glad you stopped me because there is something I want to talk about. Okay. Devin White. Devin White is really good. Yes, but... But? People are talking about him like he is the best linebacker in the league. No, they're not. Yes, I have seen many lists in the past week that have him as a, the number seven player in the entire NFL. Well, it's only because he was on the Super Bowl winning team. He's not even the best linebacker on the team. No. That Levante would... David is way better right now. The only reason Devin White is who he is is because Levante David does everything and lets Devin White just run around the field and hit people. And he is damn good at that. He's really fast. Yes, he is. Did you see the uh, the the forty yard race, forty yard dash race between? I think it was um, it was Henry Ruggs. Yep. And Mecole. Yep. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson and Devin White was like, "Hey, fuck yeah, I'm in." Did pretty good. Yeah, he was very competitive with the rest <laughs> yeah, of them. He did pretty good. I think he was actually faster than Jefferson. Probably. Yeah, he ran like a four three something. That does not surprise me. He's an athletic freak. But, hey, Levante David's been doing it for so long. Give him some damn credit. I'm sorry. I had to get that out there. Other than that, they are exactly the same team. And, again, they should be considered as a Super Bowl team this year. Yeah, they'll probably be They'll probably be right in it. Just I don't know. Maybe they'll probably be... Honestly, I I think this year will probably be more of a, I don't want to say a sure thing, but there won't really be many doubts because during the season last year, there were some doubts like, ooh, is this Tom Brady thing going to work? Like, what's happening there? It's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think this year there's no, there's no doubts. They're going to be a force, you know, competing for the championship again. I think the only question is, does Tom Brady eventually take a step back? I don't even think it's, we got to stop with the, oh, will Tom Brady be the same guy this year? No, it's, will Tom Brady eventually slow down? Yeah, w- like, when, it, like when? Yeah. Like how many more years before he finally decides that, okay, I'm not quite at the level that I was 10 years ago. And I'm telling you right now, don't doubt him until you see it because there, there's, 
he hasn't slowed down a bit. Last yeah. year was one of his best statistical years ever. I have seen so many like YouTube videos and tweets and stuff in the past five years mm-hmm. saying, oh, this is the start of the decline. This is, you know. I... It's not. It's not. He's just, he's going to play until he's 55. He's going to throw for the most yards by 50,000. He's going to have the most touchdowns by about 300. And then we're just going to have to deal with it for our entire lives. TB12 stuff will be on the shelves for healing cancer and eventually, yeah. uh, Fixing all of the degenerative diseases and stuff that we have in the world. Uh, TB12 clearly works. So, clearly. Get on that shit is all I got to say. So now, now that we're officially past the hour mark and we talked about the same exact team that was put on the field last year in the Buccaneers. Hey, no, no, no. We we said we were going to do a rundown of every oh. division, every team in every division, and they are in that division and a team we need to look at. If you want a rundown, turn on the film from last year, and there's your rundown gonna happen again folks it's gonna but, happen again but the people want to hear us say it yeah i don't know if the people really want to <laughs> listen to us but they do want to listen to i hope our predictions nice transition i nailed it i'm i'm gonna get paid so much money for this stuff uh the falcons so yeah uh what what do you got on the falcons oh boy um it's still weird with a 17 game season it's yep. hard it's hard to think about the numbers because I've known them as a 16 game season for so long. And soon you're going to have forget have to forget these and do an 18 game season. Can we not? Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, probably. It makes the NFL more money. Yeah, it makes me watch more football. True. So, hey. I'm going to go Atlanta. I think the I think Atlanta is still going to be able to explode offensively but they're still going to be kind of poor on defense. So I'm going to give them eight wins. They'll go like eight and nine. I think they'll go seven and ten, and it's just making up those games that they were a little closer in. Uh, they they have an extra weapon this year in Kyle Pitts, who I think will kind of sneak up on some people late in some games. But they also lost a weapon in Julio Jones. I'm not worried about it. I, I think the offense is going to be more efficient than it was. I think their running game will be a lot better. I hope so. I, I think hope- that... I think that's why they're probably going to be a little more... I do think their defense is going to get better based on not being on the field as long also. Yeah. So I, we'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. So I think they'll probably be... If we had a 16-game season, I would put them at 8-8. Eight and eight. That's a solid pick, I think. But I can't, I can't do... I can't put them as a 500 team anymore because that doesn't exist. That is... Well, it does. You just got to throw a tie in there. They're not... I'm not. I'm not going to predict a tie. It would be pretty incredible if you did. By the way, absolutely incredible. Well, then throughout the next four divisions, I'd have to predict another tie, and hopefully they played them. So, yep. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers. I Panthers. will go first this time. I got six and eleven. I think they're going to go in the right direction on play on the field, but I don't believe in their quarterback, so that's where yep. I'm at. You hate him? You have a visceral hatred for Sam Darnold? You know what? I'm going to lean into it. Yeah, I hate him. Okay. I mean, hey, if you want to be a person to come on the podcast, Sam Darnold, please do. Like, come be a guest on our podcast. He's probably a really chill dude. Yeah, I'm sure. He seems like a dude that I could hang out with. I just don't like him as a football player. That's all. I think out of principle, I have to give them more wins than you did. Yeah, probably. So I'm going to give them seven. They will, they will go seven and ten. Ooh, that sounds like a better quarterback than Carson Wentz does. I don't know about that. We'll see what happens. All right, the Saints. Here's where I think I'm going to differ from you a little bit. I have them going nine and eight. Nine and eight. I believe in their defense too much to put them any lower than that. Who's going to score? I believe in their defense too much. They got they got nobody scary except for Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Which, to be fair, that's that's a pretty good duo that's, of scary people. That's twenty touchdowns right there that you just named. Okay. You can't 
win a lot of games with a total of 25 touchdowns. Well, I'm just saying I believe in him too much. Jameis is going to have another 30-30 season. Well, he's going to get halfway through his 30-30 season, and they're going to put Taysom Hill in, and it's going to be oh, not any better. Absolutely not. If Jameis is playing and going towards 30-30, it's because Taysom didn't work out, and so Ian Book is coming in <laughs> and taking over after that. So then Ian Book is going to have a, uh, a 5-20 season in the last probably eight games. Holy Wow. I don't like Ian Book. I can tell. You like him less than I like Sam Darnold. Yeah, probably. Well, no, because I don't viscerally hate Ian Book. I just don't like him as a quarterback. Oh, you don't hate him yet. Just wait until everybody talk about him being good for so long and then not end up happening. I don't think that's going to happen because he wasn't the third overall pick and he's not going to get the hype ever. We'll see. Okay, well, I'm going to give him like... Man, this division's going to be bad except for the Bucks. I'm going to give them like six wins. Ooh. Yeah, we did differ a little bit there. Because I just... So then you're going to have to put the Bucks even higher than I have them. I have them going 13-4. and 14-3. Four. and three. Sounds good to me. They're going to be good again. I think they might start out slow again, but also they're not going give, to give a shit because they have Tom Brady and they won the Super Bowl last year. Right, they'll do exactly what they did except they have one more game to win so they'll just win a couple more games. And there's not going to be a Super Bowl hangover because you have Tom Brady at the helm. He's not going to let that happen. Yeah, their defense is going to be elite. Their offense is going to be elite. Yep. It is what it is. So next week we're going to go to the AFC North. North. That's right. AFC North. That is a good division. That is a very interesting division. I think that's going to be one of the most fun divisions in the league next year. I think it will be very competitive, and you probably almost guaranteed to have three teams come out and be playoff teams. Yeah. So. But we will get into the specifics of that next week. Dylan, where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter at footballhole. Nice. They can also find us on Facebook at Watering Hole Football Podcast. Uh, we have an email, uh, wateringholefootball at gmail.com. And we have a website that will be up soon-ish. We're waiting on a picture, but that's coming soon. So thanks for joining us. Yep. Find, find the pod anywhere you can. Like, share, rate, rate, review, all that stuff. Do the podcasting things. Yeah, and uh, join us next week when we break down the AFC North. Yep. See you later. Bye.